Hey, sports fans, and welcome to episode 45 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media. State of MI Sports. On Socials. Insta- media. Shut up, shut up. Close. Really <laughs> on close. On Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out and share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch each segment as they get released throughout the week. Episode 45, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we're seeing in Lakeland, Florida with our Detroit Tigers. It's getting really close, just a couple weeks away from opening day. So it is coming up. Yeah, yeah so we'll yeah. touch on, on just some things that we're hearing and seeing and dancing and I don't know. What you're loving about it. Yeah, what we're loving, why we think they will win more than 60 games. Do we, uh, have, do we have to say that? <laughs> no, that's, that's definitely not a, a guarantee. So, And then also we're going to do uh, my favorite thing, mock, mock draft stuff. Oh, oh yeah. You guys know how much I love that. Um, it's it's addicting, and you just take a little taste, and then you get it on some kind of rabbit hole. We could have a whole episode dedicated to mock draft. I'm down. I mean, you tell me when. <laughs> I think we've we've like we've done enough of it. You could just <laughs> splice them together. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, I am Sam Waldhart, and with me today, Ryan Waldhart and Kyle Fossey. Uh, we're ready to drink some beer, talk some sports, and have a good time doing it. Um, before we get into our beer intros, Ryan, you were in Maryland for a conference, right? Yes, I was. So, so tell us a little about like what the conference is about, and then I'm going to have a question, a follow up question. Uh, well, the conference is, it's like, I don't know, like how much depth should I actually get in? It's International Society of Pharmaceutical Engineers. Okay. Basically. So, so I bet you everybody's glued to their yeah, seat. Yeah, I know. Like People wondering. just can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a sterile pharmaceutical manufacturing conference gotcha. and, okay. and people come together and share experiences. Yeah. So talk to the FDA basically. Okay. So the coronavirus obviously is a, a big topic in, in the United States and really across the world. Yep. I mean, pharmaceuticals worldwide business really right yep so you probably had a lot of people that were coming from overseas or were supposed to be coming from overseas i mean what did you expect like how many people were supposed to be there and how many people ended up showing up because of it so there were supposed to be between five and six hundred people that registered for this event and then it was i think somewhere in like just over 300 that actually showed up okay so so quite a bit yeah didn't it was show up. it was very limited for the people that were and, and a lot of these people were speakers too that were supposed to present something or do a case study or just show some sort of data that they've been working on for a while. And they weren't able to do that because their companies just put a complete restriction on travel for the time being. And I mean, for the right reasons, probably yeah. a lot of these guys are from Italy, right in the regions. Yeah. Where everything's I mean, you were there out. less than a year ago, right? Is it, didn't yeah. were you in Italy less than a year or around? Yeah. Yeah. Less. I, yeah. I think I've been to Italy a couple times in the last yeah. year, within the last year. So it's crazy. And they're completely on lockdown pretty much. Right. From what it sounds like. Yeah, so they are. I, I was just cururis because obviously you have, it, it, and it is a scare. I don't want to get too in depth of, is it overdramatic? I, I don't want to get into that. But basically, it's starting to affect everybody's everyday life. It affected your your work life, and it's going to start affecting sports. I mean, today, uh, Ohio governor came out and said that he's pushing for spectatorless events from high school and up, like other than parents and people that need, flat out need to be there, um, in at least when, when it's an indoor event. I mean, you have the MAC championship or the MAC tournament there. Yeah. And you have, I think, the first four, or like there's a couple games there in the inside the NCAA tournament in the state of Ohio. If they decide to do that, I mean, this is really a big deal. 
I mean, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about it. I do, again, I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't want to say your viewpoints or anything like that, but it's just interesting the way that it's going to start falling into place here. So my perspective on this is there are 800 people in the United States that have been affected. Okay. 800 out of 350 million people in the United States. Yeah. 800. And that's just affected. Yes. Yeah. And that's not, that's not any kind of, you know, that's not the death toll. Every single death is very, you know, uh, sad and it's difficult and, and we don't take you know light of that. But I think we need to keep this in perspective. Yeah, tell me when I should stop talking about it, I guess, because in my point of view is probably way more relaxed than everybody else's. And I think it's ridiculous if we're going to start stop. Like, what are they, what are we going to do next? Say that people can't go to, to a mall or, yeah, say that or people school can't or go to church. school. Yeah. And we're you're already seeing that Grand Valley is potentially looking like they're going to uh, shut down face to face classroom interaction and they're going to do everything online. Yeah. Like, and in Michigan, there is zero cases. Zero. Like, there's just not. How many was there? We were talking about in Ohio. How many are there? I'm not sure how many are there. I, I just I know think it's eight. just more of a overreaction. It, it is what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's almost like they're preparing. They're trying to be at the front of it instead of be one of the last ones. They're trying to be the the first one. And then, and all of a sudden, um, MLB, NFL. Well, it doesn't matter with NFL, but like all of the major sports here in the United States just said no media allowed in the locker room. Yeah. So they basically locked those doors, which is, I mean, that's a big deal. It is. It is a big deal. So I, I understand that one a little bit more just because they don't need, they don't need to be there, I guess. They don't need to be, and they don't need to be asking about it. I yeah. think that's just as much of the, that's true the issue. Yeah. It's like you're asking LeBron James about the coronavirus. He doesn't give a crap about the coronavirus. And he shouldn't, he shouldn't he know. He shouldn't have lot. to be no, answering that. Right. And he's, yeah. So, I, I mean, it doesn't really affect the state of Michigan yet. I, I think... Um, Iowa is another one that they're starting to maybe pull some some restrictions. And once this NCAA tournament starts, you could see some empty stadiums, and that will be very That'd be weird up. if that's if that's what it's going to happen. Um, you had the Ivy League completely cancel their their conference tournament, but they're still allowing is it Yale Stanford Stanford to Just go kidding, oh like one of the schools to go to that big tournament. So it's like all right, are you really like I don't know. It's just kind of. Yeah, is we're this doing like a, something. Is this like a player yeah, safety thing, or yeah, is it just it's just a weird thing? Or just trying to make a point? About they just don't want to be blamed or? for something. I think there's a lot of defensive moves going on right now. Yeah, I yep. think so too. And then oh, when, that's a good point. You know, yeah. to kind of make it a Michigan focus thing. The, and you, I'm sure you guys don't even know this, but the Frozen Four is in Detroit this year. So if all of a sudden they have to shut down and keep it as keep LCA empty like it is for Red Wings games, it's gonna be really weird watching those. Games. I watch them, but. You're also losing a lot of revenue. People are going to not come. They're not spending money in the city of Detroit anymore. So, I don't know. It's just it will be interesting to see how this all plays out. And yeah. My my gut feeling is with the rise of temperatures, a lot of this will be taken care of naturally and it'll it'll hopefully just kind of subside, go away and become a non-issue very quickly. For sure. That makes sense. So, um we will get into our beer intros. I did want to uh rem- but before we introduce them, I did want to touch on a couple things. Um, I do want to introduce, you know, remind everyone to go to the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for their game days, date nights, business lunches, or your night out with your friends. The Hops gets a high grade from us with Taco Tuesdays, which is tonight, Stein Night Wednesdays, which is tomorrow, and everybody will be listening. Mm-hmm. So 
stop in and, and uh, have a good time here. Uh, they're the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020, and mention this month's code TUA for $2 off your first beer. <laughs> I'm still really proud of that one. I'm, I'm really excited about that. It was good. It I might like just it. be the next month, too, just so I can keep it going. Um, uh-huh. But also, we have some exciting news. Um, nothing's set in stone with, with everything, but we do have a couple things that we did want to talk about. Uh, we're partnering with the Hops for our bracket challenge. So keep an eye out for the links. It'll be on CBS Sports. It'll be a link to that. Or you can bring in your printed bracket to the hops, and they will submit you and also give you a little discount off of your meal that day. The overall winner gets a Pico Brew. Pico Brew. Pico Brew. Pico Brew, which I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's basically a Keurig for beer. So think about that sitting on your countertop. Google Whoa. it because they're what, how much are they like twelve hundred? Yeah, it's a pretty pretty penny. What it is? Are you so. serious? That's that's the, what that's, they get. Yeah. So the the grand prize is a pico brew. There will also be some other prizes for other people as well. Um, so that's that's exciting. The one that I'm really excited about is we're going to have a collaboration with the State of My Sports podcast and the Hops Brewing Company and Eric, their brewmaster here. We're going to brew a beer with him, and it's going to be named after the podcast. That's awesome. And it's going yes. to be released. On draft night, to celebrate me not having to worry about mock drafts anymore and everybody else <laughs> celebrating and drinking mm. away their sorrows for me shoving it down their throats. I will drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> so so please join us for the first round of the NFL draft and celebrate State of My Sports and coming up on a year here soon. So um, That's April 23rd, the draft party. April 23rd, yes. So put it on your calendars and, and show up. So we will get into our beer intros. we got to make it quick. So we can keep moving here. I am drinking. Um, what am I drinking? <laughs> Make it quick. What happened? All the boys. 6.4% uh, alcohol. Uh, it's a New England IPA. And it is so far so good. Ryan, you are drinking the same one. I am. I started with Shores beer again, but I think I've graded that two or three times yeah. already. <laughs> three, <laughs> three different grades every time. Yeah. It's never, it's never the same. <laughs> It just depends how many I've had when I'm giving my grade. But this one, uh, yeah, the same one. All the boys, right? Yeah, all the boys. What do I have? What did I go? Oh, yeah, Seven, seven secrets. secrets. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I've done I don't think I have. Uh, it's a dry, double dry hopped New England IPA, 6.2. Um, very smooth so far. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I've got the secrets I've been hiding. We are going to talk some Detroit Tigers baseball while they are not in last place. We got to get it off. They're in first place. They are in Let's first just place. Say that. Yeah. They are in first place. I'm going to say that until they're not, which will be what? Day two. March 26th. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. So um, basically, I mean, look, I love baseball. Not as much as everybody else here, probably. I think you guys might actually love it a little more. But, like, I'm, I love the Tigers, and I want them to be good. But when they're bad, they're very tough follow. Um, but basically, they're worth talking about. It's a long season when they're bad. It is a long, long season. I mean, hockey's the same Like, the, fir- the first two months, you're still into it. And you're like, well, you know, we're still only eight games back. Every year, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so much left to go. Yeah, you, you, go two, you go on two big winning streaks. You never know. Um but it doesn't feel like it's going to be one of those years because, I mean, mainly you have these prospects. So that's where I really want to start is is what we're hearing out of these these prospects. So the new um, top 100 prospects came out early February, I think it was, uh, MLB Pipeline. 
So they have Casey Mize uh, as the number seventh overall prospect. Tiger's number one. Um, and then they also have their estimated time of arrival, which I thought was interesting that he is this year. It'll be interesting to see if he is. But 24 overall, Matt Manning, who's also a right-handed pitcher. They're saying 2020. Riley Green, who's had a pretty pretty darn good spring and is, is a little bit of time that he's shown. Um, he's outfielder. 2022 is what they're projecting. I think this spring alone is kind of should be moving that up a little bit. In my opinion, we'll see if – they're long season left. Al Avila agrees with that. It's a long season. <laughs> Ryan's trying to reel me in already. Just please come on back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then Tarek Skubo, who was that the guy that kind of came out of nowhere last year, shot his way up. Um, they're saying 2021. He's a left-handed pitcher. Um, so I did want to read what what MLB Pipeline had. They said uh, though they've now placed four players in the top 100 in two of the past three years, 2018 and 20. The Tigers have never been better represented on this list than they are this year. With all four prospects ranking inside the top 50, that highly ranked group translates to 296 prospect points for Detroit, smashing the organization's previous high watermark in 2008 with 185, as well as their 2018 total with 174. Uh, Manning, the club's rep respective first round picks in 2018 and 16 headline a deep crop of the tigers pitching prospects who could reach the majors in 2020 that that whole like the the prospects points thing never heard of that before oh no have you heard of that yeah they they started doing that within the last i don't know 15 years and or that's so. like a way for them to rank each team basically yeah okay yeah Overall farm system, they just kind of give them overall points based on where they fall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it's. I'm curious what you think. Like, I threw it all out there for you, Ryan. This is your, this is your chance to just to dive right in. I mean, so they're saying 2020 on a couple of these guys. Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think there's a lot of factors that go into this, obviously, and a lot of it has to do with the health of the starting rotation and, and, and the health of the prospects as a whole as well. If Casey Mize halfway through the year – gets to the same point where he has kind of dead arm going on and he they're, they're going to shut him down. They are going to take this guy very, very seriously. They're going to use all the precaution in the world on this guy. So they're not going to push him if he's not there. The estimated time of arrival is there's kind of a formula in baseball where if, if you're ready, you prove it for a, a long time that whole year. And then by the end of the year, September call up or sometime in August, you get brought up and that does not impact your service time to your team. Gotcha. Right? And that's the key here. And that's the key. So we don't want to use a year of Casey Mize's service time on the Tigers in 2020 if 2020 is going to be a last-place team. Okay. So, yes, they will not have their, their best team on the field on this year. They're going to have their best players or a, a lot of their best players in the minor league system. That's just by design. You're trying to bring these guys up all at the same time and then have six years of control over them at their start time for their service. Okay. So, so the people like me that are like, you want to see it, you want to get excited, it's more like the Red Wings. Like, I'm, 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 I'm preaching patience when I'm talking Red Wings. It's like, no, you don't want to start that contract too early. You don't want to get in restricted free agency too early. Expose them to the expansion draft. All of that kind of plays in line here, right? Like, Yeah. And I think with – especially with our prospects, people need to keep this in perspective. Most of our best prospects are all pitchers. Mm-hmm. And – 
the most difficult thing for an, an everyday hitter can go out there and just play baseball. He doesn't have a whole lot. His body will break down, but he doesn't, he doesn't, it's not the same kind of impact on your body as a pitcher. They, they take time to get used to a big league, major league rotation schedule. Okay. So first of all, in college, you're pitching once a week. And so, so you have six days off, you, you get a ton of work in, you get bull, you know, mound work or flat work in, and then you're, you're running all the time. So you have a healthy arm. These guys pitch every fifth day, yeah, and that's a lot of responsibility, and that's a lot to, sh- you know, I guess shoulder the workload. It's a big change for them, and not only that, our entire lives growing up, if you're playing baseball, you you play in the spring, and then you have a little break, and you go into summer, and there it's it's a lot of like weekend tournament stuff. These guys, when they are starting p- throwing a ball in February and then ending in September, October, like that is just a long season, and you've seen it with Casey Mize. He just his arm kind of wore down through the middle of the season last year. He had an amazing first half and fell off second half. Okay. So, so you're building a guy up for the major league rotation. You don't want to just throw a guy like that in there and then expect him to have the results of an ace right away. He, yeah. His arm needs to get into that and get ready for it. Yeah, so can I ask you why you don't do that at the major league level? So the Tigers, they're not going to be good. You have, I mean, Zimmerman, Ivan Nova, Daniel Norris, Spencer Turnbull, Tyler Ags, you have all of these guys. It's like, why not just do a six or seven man rotation at the majors? So these guys like limit their innings and stuff like that at the major league level. So they're getting again, they're going against true competitors. Unless so, when they're in the minors, are they going every five days as well, or yes. is it okay? So it's kind five, of training them for that. So you're working your way up to it. So it's not like you can just have his pitch every six days in the majors. Right, and, and it's easy for us to say that you'd like to have somebody in the big league roster right away, but, but uh, again, there's only a 25-man roster. Now this year, the first time ever, it's going to be a 26-man roster. So you have limited relief uh, pitcher options. If every single time you're throwing a young guy out there and only eating up four to five innings like they do in the minor leagues, yeah. you're gonna be, your bullpen is going to be completely worn out. Especially with the, with the new rule of, of three, three bin, minimum uh, hitters now. Yes, I mean, that, that changes everything. It does. It, it changes everything. So there's a lot more to it. A lot of the responsibility of a manager or a pitching coach is working the bullpen, keeping guys fresh, rotating in and out, and then just using those innings effectively. Okay. So that, that's, that's the challenge of the whole thing. But more than all of that is why would we have – if we brought Casey Mize up last year when he was throwing no hitters and stuff – that would be a year counted against his service time for Tigers control. Then he would be up there again this year. That'd be two years down. Before when, they're even good. Before they're even good. Yeah. We don't have any hitters to back him up. So okay. th- none of that makes sense, and he, his body wouldn't even be ready for that anyways. All right. Um, Kyle, I mean, I, I know you're a Yankee fan, so I just wanted to throw out uh, Matt Boyd to you. So just keep, keep that name in mind because I want you guys to trade for him at some point this season. To take him? Yeah, take him. He's looking good again, isn't he? He's looking good. He looks exactly the same as just, last just year. Just keep looking good. High strikeout. Trade him for prospects from the Yankees. At the end of the year. The, the, the trade, deadline. Yeah, the yeah. deadline. And the, Well, the Yankees should trade for him now, really, because they're, they're missing some pitchers already. Every, not <laughs> right? just pitchers. Everybody's Everybody, hurt. Yeah, yeah, didn't Aaron Judge just get hurt or something? Uh, yep. <laughs> All right, so um, a couple other things that, that's exciting. And, look, this isn't a news story for Tigers fans. But Miggy is in the best shape of his life. Oh, my goodness. I've never heard that before. <laughs> and he's swinging the bat really well. Is he playing third base this year? 
<laughs> should be right. I mean, <laughs> if he's in the best shape of his life. No, but I mean, we all heard this story. <laughs> I mean, we. This is like a. I think last year was the only year it wasn't the story of spring training. Was look at Miggy, True. look at yeah. Miggy. Yeah. <laughs> so it is nice that it's back. Um, but one thing I think was interesting uh, during the offseason, he worked out with Rob Gronkowski. We saw pictures of that. Might have been one workout. Who knows? But it was still exciting. It counts. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it um, was a workout. It was yeah. in Vegas in a pool, but yeah, still. <laughs> right, yeah, but, yeah. but again, we're getting quotes uh, from Ron Gartenheyer. M- Miggy's feeling great. He's swinging good. He's been swinging really, really good. He can't get his, he's, he can get his hands through, which is nice. Uh, Com- Cabrera has a been highly effective this spring. Uh, through Sunday, uh, he was tied for the second most at bats on the team, and he had a 3.48 average with three home runs and seven RBI. So it's exciting, right? I I will say this. <laughs> okay, it is the same old story every year. It is. It is. Yeah. But he looks fit right now. He like does. he looks thin. He looks more athletic, definitely than he has the last few years. He looks happy. Yeah, I know. Which is even he does. probably the best thing of all, yeah. really. He looks like yeah. he's having fun again. And, and this, when Ryan Gardenhire is saying that he gets his hands through, I mean, he's serious yeah. about that. He's turning on a fastball, a 96-mile-an-hour fastball, and he, and he pulled it. He didn't do that one time last year or the year before. Yeah. Like, he, he can actually get his hands through, and that just says enough at this point. I don't expect this to continue. Nobody does. Yeah. By May, he's going to be beat up and probably – have season-ending surgery. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's that's just the way it is. He's 37 now, and he's had a, how many surgeries? A lot. So it just yeah. you just break down. Yep. But um, it's I mean, good to see him. If he can continue it, he's not going to be an MVP. Nothing along those lines. But he helps the young guys just see better pitchers, right? Like, I mean, our, our lineup is is bad one to nine. He's got to stay healthy, and, and I don't think he will either. Yeah, no. and as soon as he's gone, it just looks that much worse. If he can just be happy, then maybe he'll talk to all of his teammates and teach them this how to year? hit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. That, that might be the best thing. Usually, like he doesn't do that. Also, yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, so the good. Um, we already brought up Miggy. I think Boyd is another one that that could be considered like good. And, and Ryan, you already brought him up. You said you, he's looking good. Um, he'll be important early on. With this poor rotation, we we need him to be that stopper because this team will go on losing streaks, and we absolutely need that. Um, Casey Mize, Matt Manning, Riley Green, all and Tarek Skubal—they're showing they belong and that they have the ability to be MLB players. They're not going to be this year. Ryan already told me that, so I'm telling everybody else that again. Don't get too excited; Just it's not that. going to happen. No, they might, but show. it's good for the organization. Yeah. Late Patience in, is good. Late in the season, they might make a showing. Um, so I didn't want to bring up some bad. Uh, you look at one to nine, it, it, it's pretty pretty bad. Um, so we'll start at the top. This is just projections that I that I found on the on the internet. Uh, Cameron Maven looks really bad, but he's probably going to be a starter <laughs> on this team. He's he's a good big leaguer. I mean, uh, he's okay. Nico Goodrum, good utility guy, but nothing too exciting really. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, C.J. Crone. Jonathan Scope, which those two game names are a little interesting because they've had, they've shown signs that they can be good ball ball players. And if you can, if they can have a good start and you can flip them for anything of value, I'm game. That's the reason we have them. Yes, one year deals I think for both of them. So it's just kind of going that way. Um, one name that was really stands out to me that I'm really disappointed with is Yarmir Callant. Candelario. Yeah. When is when are we going to see the returns that he was supposed to be, or, or were we? 
you know, sold a bill of goods on that, Ryan. What are your thoughts on Candelario? I don't, I, I don't buy it. I don't see the production coming out of him. When I l- watch his swing, I, it, his hands look slow. He looks off balance all the time. He, he can't get a, a slider low and away. He's not on time with changeups or even fastballs in. Like, I just don't see his strength right now. Okay. And, and I think early on in his career, when he was like 21, I think, when he came up with the Tigers, it seemed to me like he had more pop in his bat, more life to his swing. And now I don't know if he's going through something or trying to change his swing or figure out what what he's doing, but he needs to kind of get back to just, I don't know, having a free and easy swing. I just don't see it at this point. Yeah, and I, who, who's the other third base? Is it Victor Reyes? Is that Or is he a – Victor Reyes is a shortstop third baseman, I think. Okay, so he's the other one. Like It's basically between those two. Like Somebody shows something. Because you're both your your oh, clock's Vic, ticking Vic, at this point. Victor Reyes is center field. Victor Reyes is actually a okay. pretty good player. Do you know who I was thinking of then? You're off are the top you of your thinking head? of well not off the top of my head, but I'm looking it up. Willie Castro is a, a shortstop that's supposed to be for that's, the future. Okay, that's one I was thinking. Neither one of them are producing well. Um from what I've heard. Um Christian Stewart, uh now and everybody. Austin Romine came over from the Yankees. Him and Cabrera actually got in a brawl. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Oh, yes, well, I did. Until yeah. you said it, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are we'll the buddies now? We'll, we'll see, see how. Yeah. I don't think Miggy's buddies with really anybody on the team. But yeah, probably not. <laughs> he's just worried about himself, which is fine. Um, <laughs> then we'll look at the rotation. Matt Boyd showed, I mean, continue to do what you do. Jordan Zimmerman, he'll be gone by the end of May. Ivan Nova. That's, Supernova. That's an, that's an interesting one, right? I mean, don't sleep on Supernova. He was he had a good couple of years. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can get any support. I feel I feel like that's what this this make sure he's got pine tar. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's important. Uh, All we're asking is for him to be a good fifth rotation guy on a winning team. Yeah. they have him third True. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I think he can do that <laughs> because we got Daniel Daniel Norris, Spencer Turnbull, who's showed signs, Tyler Alexander, and Michael Former, who, who's going to be out most of the year, if not all of it. Again. We'll see if we ever get anything of him. Um, and then just the ugly. I mean, we have not been shy about our feelings with Alavila. Look, I mean, you, you could go up and see what the um, MLB pipeline said. Like, this is the best prospect pool his Tigers have had since A, B, and C. Who, but, I mean, they were easy picks in a lot of ways too, right? So I don't want to give him a whole lot of credit, but I don't know. Am I being too harsh on this guy? I don't think he's a bad – He's not bad in for the draft what it, for his job. Well, I don't think for he's a bad he's drafter. Like he, okay. that, he's kind of always been pretty good at drafting talent. Okay. I mean, his you could have googled. You could have googled who to take in the first overall pick, and you would have got Casey. Oh, yeah. I literally could have yeah. done that myself. Well, we did. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no, but I mean, his trades have been terrible. We his, all know yeah. that the way he's just managed. Not trading guys when he should have, and trading too late or trading too early with you know JD Martinez, like it. We know, and then getting nothing out of Verlander, really. Yeah, we all have issues with. He seems with that. to be in over his head with with the true tough decisions, yeah. and when when somebody else is like the negotiating, that's he's I think not he good with negotiating. Yeah. He yeah. Ju- he doesn't hold anything in. He's just like, yeah, I'd like to get uh, <laughs> basically just a nothing package for this guy. And everybody's yeah. like, yeah, we're game. Yeah, let's yeah, do I'll that. Get, I yeah, can, I can like he would just yeah. he <laughs> would come out like and say, who who is the big? Oh yeah, uh, Cassianos. How many times did he say that we were trying to trade him? We were trying to trade him. 
you're killing the value when you're saying you're trying to trade a guy yeah. <laughs> to the public. And then he's like, yeah, nobody is, yeah, nobody is nobody interested wants in him. Wait nope. a second, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, why, what a, yeah well, I don't know what kind of a tactic that is yeah. for negotiation. I but. feel like you have to be somewhat of a car salesman, used car salesman, for to be a, a GM. Because you have to be able to, you gotta be able to, to fake it. He definitely doesn't have that. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I, I don't trust him. I think I'll, I think he'll make the right pick here in the first overall pick. I'm, I don't want to get into that, but I think we'll at some there. point we're going to have to because yeah, I we'll get think there. you're against what everybody else assumes. So um, I I just with this season I'm looking for the secondary options to step up a little bit. I want you know we know Matt Boyd has kind of stepped up last year. I want I want more of that from the rest of the teams, the guys that we're not talking about in the minor leagues as prospects. I want like, yeah, like Spencer know, Turnbull, like I Turnbull. Think, yeah. He has good stuff. He just needs to figure it out. Yeah. Through five innings. He's good. Six inning he blows up. Yep. And Daniel Norris, I think is another one. That's he's like, a big name. Like he, he has shown signs, but he's <laughs> also showed some signs the other way too. Again. Like, yeah. I mean, just, he's a 96, 97 from the left side. Sometimes other times he's 91, 92. He's so, back and forth, up and down. He needs some consistency. He just needs to pitch better. He needs to figure it out. Yeah, especially and, if you're going to continue to give him time. And we need those Because he's guys. very close to losing his job to one of these prospects if he doesn't show something this year. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see. There, There's a lot to look for in this season, at least early on. But Development. Not, but not winning. Mock draft, 17.0. <laughs> <laughs> feels like it. feels like it. But we still got a couple months till, or a month or so till, till mock draft actually happens, which if you guys didn't do it while you were listening earlier, please, there's an extension. You have an extension cord somewhere under that. there. Please put draft day on your calendar to come to the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe to watch it with us and drink our beer with us. Um... I'm so I I just love this stuff. So Ryan, you you got a mock draft. You picked one out that you are going to be reading. I didn't pick this out. You did. Well, you were supposed to tell everybody oh, that. Okay. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we have four-ish mock drafts. We're gonna zoom through them. We're gonna talk about what we like about them. Would we accept them? And then we'll also at the end of it just tell us which one's our favorite, other than one in particular, which is one that I created, but we'll get into that later. Ryan, just just take over so I can stop talking. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got to say the pick is in for the, for well, the I Lions. Will. Okay. I will. Don't right. worry about it. You got it. So this is cool. This, he's listened. <laughs> he's listened. Cool. Okay. So the first one, Lance Cartelli from 24-7 Sports. They have uh, Joe Burrow getting picked number one overall by the Cincinnati Bengals. The Redskins picking second and getting Chase Young. Miami Dolphins. Oh wait, I'm supposed to do this. They traded. They traded. So, so the big reveal here is that the the Dolphins traded up uh, with, with the Lions, yes. and yes. they picked Tua. I I can't say his name. Tonga Viola. I, I, I would just, say Tonga Viola personally. Tonga Viola. There's no end, but I Tonga Viola. Like I Viola. Vi- I just say Tua. Tua. Just Tua. Let's just keep it at Tua. Tua. Tua dollars so off the, your beer. So the Dolphins <laughs> pick Tua and then get two dollars off the beers. <laughs> What did and, Lance say about that? Uh, so here's what they, what they really said. They, it, this is where the draft really starts. The Dolphins decided to trade up with the Detroit Lions for the Alabama Signal Caller. Despite the lack of arm strength, uh, Tua is a master at using his pinpoint accuracy to slice up opposing def- defenses. Mm. So that th- I think that's kind of like the most 
expected trade down scenario that we could think of here. Yeah, and really, I think, in my opinion, there's going to be a trade. The Dolphins will trade up at some point. Will it be with us or the Redskins? I think it will be interesting because I think there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. Um, and it's, the Lions are in a good spot. Yeah. So we'll see. So number four pick. He has right here the New York Giants trading down as well, trading with the Los Angeles Chargers and the Chargers selecting Justin Herbert. That this is surprises me. Interesting. That I, one's very interesting. I haven't considered that, and I'm not sure why they would trade up. It doesn't. Ma- it doesn't make sense because, uh, like, where were they at? They're at six, right? So they're trying to get ahead of the Lions. I don't understand that. Or are they just trying to stay ahead of the Carolina Panthers that are also looking maybe to trade up for someone like that's, that. That's probably the more is, likely. It'll yeah. be interesting there. Um, so they, yep, they take Justin Herbert. What's next here? So the pick is in. With the fifth overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Jeff Okuda, DB DB. from Ohio State. Uh, The The Ohio Ohio State State. University. What what does he say about that pick? So the draft is playing out perfectly for the Detroit Lions so far. This is his words, not mine. After trading back with the Dolphins and and picking up some valuable draft assets, the Lions are still able to select the guy they would have originally drafted at number three. Okuda is easily the best cornerback prospect in the draft, and Detroit desperately needs help in the secondary. Okay. Now, this trade, they have the fifth overall pick in this scenario. They okay. picked Jeffrey Okuda, the one that we kind of, or at least myself, I established that this is the, the guy I want. Yes. In this scenario. They yeah, got him at five. In the draft. They got him at five. And then they also were able to get the 18th overall pick in yeah, the draft so, as well. So First I, round. I thought this one was really interesting because most of the time that you see the Dolphins trading up, the Lions are getting, I think it's 26th overall pick, somewhere around there, which is the Dolphins also have. So it's 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 interesting that they are saying that they're giving up their 18th overall pick for this as well. So very good, very good scenario. Can, so I, who, can I throw out the reason why I think this happened yeah, in go this for scenario? It. So yeah. I think it's important the order of the trades. If the Los Angeles Chargers trade up to number four, that would force Miami to really do something here because they would know the Chargers are getting a quarterback. So you're saying that the trade to four is before? Yes. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, if could, that, if that, that happens, there. If yeah. happened first, then the Dolphins would have to trade it to Detroit to leapfrog them it back. It forces their hand. And yeah. pick okay. Tua. Yeah. So I don't disagree with you. I think that's a very good, very good point. I don't understand why the Chargers would do that. Like, why they, wouldn't they just trade up to three with the Lions? It, it depends on what they have to offer. Look what the Dolphins have to offer. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the, with the okay. first round picks. Yeah, I see what you're saying. All right. Yeah. No, so, all right. So, there's a couple names on here. I, I'm going to go through those names and I'll let you do the pick is in. So, they have the Giants taking uh, offensive lineman, Tristan Wirfs. Carolina Panthers actually taking Isaiah Simmons. Uh, Cleveland Browns, taking. Mickey Becton. Oh, let's jump down. Uh, a couple interesting ones New York Jets, Jerry Judy. Um, and Denver Broncos actually get Jedrick Wills uh, at 15, which I thought was pretty interesting. They have a couple even more trades. You got the Eagles trading up, the Buffalo Buffalo trading up, um, and then the Lions at 18 here. Yeah, I would also include Jacksonville Jaguars number nine. They picked Derek Brown. That's the other okay. name. Yep. That the that's Lions a good point. Been, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, with. so the Lions are on the clock at 18. You got a couple names off there. Who 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 you got there? Ryan? The pick is in. I love this. We do so good with that. <laughs> this is probably like that's one of my favorite things we do. With the eighteenth, <laughs> it is it is mock draft seven seventy seven point oh. 
<laughs> the Detroit. Oh, with the 18th overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Georgia University, University of Georgia. UG? Georgia University. Yeah, uh, whatever. I, who knows? UG, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So with the pick that the Lions received in the Dolphins trade for Tua, Detroit grabs the mauling Georgia offensive tackle. If Thomas can become a better pass protector, a Pro Bowl could be in his future. I think that's an understatement. It's a very good value right there. It sure is. You basically got what you wanted at five, and you added a, you know, top three prospect in, in the offensive line core here. In this draft, right? Is that safe to say? I early on before before everything came out with the the combine, this guy was supposed to be one of the best tackle prospects that we've seen coming out in the last four or five years. All right. So I mean, this would be a really big upgrade. All right. So raise your hand. Do you take this deal? If you're a Lions fan, do we, we all we, take that okay, deal? Right. Here we go. That is, yeah. I guess <laughs> you need to watch to know if we <laughs> like this or not. Look us up on the YouTube. <laughs> We all raised our hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all like that one. I think that one is very interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a star on that page because that one's – That's pretty good. That's pretty that's, good. That's a good one. I think you said it well, though. There's a lot of value there in yes. that first round. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and if you can get two top 20 picks and you're still getting two, one guy that you would have gotten at three anyways, boom, bang, biscuit, I'll take that all day, every day. Um, so now we are going to jump down to Kyle Meinke's from MLive. Kyle – this one's nice and short and sweet. I, I want you to you to do this one. Can you do that for us? No, I'm going to pass on that. You're going to pass? Are these all your notes or his? These are Kyle Mikey's notes. I'll Just do read it. it. I'm going to read it or you will. So you read if it. If I read it, it's going to be real short. Please, Kyle, go ahead. <laughs> no, have at it, Sam. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, I don't want to read all that. I'll do it again. Do you want me to redo it again? I wanted Kyle to. Oh, you didn't want me no. to. I really want Kyle to do it. No. We're going to sit Kyle and wait. Until, no, all right. All right, Kyle Mikey. From MLive. So these are all dra- mock drafts with trades, by the way. Cincinnati Bengals select from LSU cornerback Joe Burrow. Second overall, Miami Dolphins via trade with the Washington Redskins move up and take Alabama's Tua, Tongue of Iola. So, th- so this is what he says. This is my seventh draft, and I've never mocked a trade. These things are already a crapshoot anyway, so I'm just going to take a pass on making it even messier <laughs> but not this year because someone is going to come for Tua it could happen at three as so many expect but there are just too many teams that need a quarterback too badly and Tua is too good for someone not to make the trade up for him Miami's the most likely to do it and they're going to do it with the Redskins which means the Detroit Lions pick is hold on did I read something wrong? This is why you should have read it. Don't mock me if you're going to. Oh, no. You, you didn't read it wrong. You wrote likely lest. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Don't worry. You, you did it you're right. You're good. I copied and pasted it, okay, oh, oh, from okay. Kyle Mikey. So the pick is in. Thanks for ruining my <laughs> mojo. <laughs> the Detroit Lions select Chase Young, DE out of Ohio State from third overall. So this is what Kyle Mikey says about it. He says, Todd McShay gives it a 10 to 15% chance of this happening. I think that's ridiculous. Assuming Burrow goes first overall, which everyone assumes, all it takes is for one team to need a quarterback badly enough for it to happen. The Dolphins, Chargers, Panthers are all picking in the top 10 and need a quarterback. Washington could use Tua as well. Um, There is nothing more valuable than a good quarterback on a rookie contract. 
and I think the odds are good someone makes it happen for Detroit before before Detroit is on the clock. In which case, the Lions stumble into the best pass rusher prospect in years. What a what does that say? Coop, Cope? Coop, Coop. That would I don't know. It would be great for the Lions, basically. So that way he ends it. They need it. We'll take this one, too, right? They need the help. We take this one, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm raising my hand. Yes. We're well, raising our this hand. This is what we all kind of... Yeah, I guess this maybe is what, this it's is nice a to have dream. two picks, but this is kind of who you really we, want. I mean, this is why we were hoping the Lions in, would lose and the Redskins would win at the end of the year, so we'd have this second pick. Yeah. yeah. This is who we want. Yes, this is who we want. That is... Perfect. We will all take that one. So, Ryan, you are going to jump in and do Chad Reuters from NFL.com. All right. So, most likely scenario stays true here. Joe Burrow gets taken first overall to the Bengals. Redskins, no trade here. They pick Chase Young. Dolphins, in this one with the third overall pick, traded up with the Lions, and they pick Tua. And so he just kind of he says that Tua wants to play in Miami, and the Dolphins should want Tua's accuracy from the pocket. If his medical checks are satisfactory, it would not be a surprise to see Miami trade up to avoid losing the young passer, to avoid losing yeah the young passer to the Chargers, Panthers, Raiders, or Colts. Stop right there. I thought that was very interesting. What the list of teams? The list of teams. That means all. So assuming the Redskins take Chase Young, all of these teams will be making calls to the Detroit Lions. It is Bob Quinn's job to get the most out of this trade. Yeah. Because, look, those are the easy names. There are also other names that could come in and want to take to it in this spot. Sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. With the fourth overall pick, the Chargers select Justin Herbert. So this is another projected trade with the Giants. So uh, let's see. So in, in this scenario, the Lions have traded from pick number three to pick number five, and the pick is in the Detroit Lions with the fifth overall pick, select Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback from the Ohio State University. Same one. Same. <laughs> Same thing. Detroit at number three overall is in, great, uh, in, in a great spot to grab multiple quality draft picks because several quarterback needy teams could be looking to move up to get their guy. In this mock, I see the Lions moving down to number five in exchange for a first and second round pick from Miami this year, as well as an early round 2021 pick. Detroit gets a hefty bounty and still lands Okuda, the outstanding corner the franchise might have taken in the original draft slot at number three overall. So so the interesting one in this, so he has him going down to, I want to say it's 26. I might be wrong. And who do they select for at 26, Ryan? At number 26 overall. I think it's 26. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Is, it, <laughs> is this T. Higgins? Yes. So this is T. Higgins uh, out of Clemson, wide receiver out of Clemson. He was a junior. Um, this would really help out Kenny Galladay mm-hmm. down the field. This is a speed guy. Yes. Open things up for him. Um, so one thing that I found interesting here is so they got the Dolphins later first round pick, but they also got 56th overall from Miami in this, oh, this, in this same too. draft. So um, this one went a little extensive with with they went edge at 35, uh, they went safety at 56, and offensive guard at 67. I don't want to go with the names, but it's just it was it was there, so I, I wrote it down. 
we had to take a little bit of a break there. So we just had a little awkward segment, music change, but <laughs> just we're okay. We it's had good. to do it. It right? works. Gotta do it sometimes. We got one more mock draft to get through, and then I got a little sus- special surprise for for you guys and the listeners. So I want to get to the special surprise. So I'm going to kind of skim through this one. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Speed it up. Yeah. This is this is really similar to the ones that we've already gone through. The Bengals taking Jerome Burrow, Redskins Chase Young. Uh, this is uh, Evan Bachman. Evan Bachman. Fan side. It's NFLmocks.com. There you go. Uh, number three overall, Dolphins trade up, pick Tua from the Lions. Um, Chargers trade up, pick Justin Herbert. So that's that's definitely the theme that you see going on right now. And then with the fifth overall pick, the Lions selecting Jeffrey Okuda again. So the can, perfect can scenario. We, can, sorry, can we just do the pick? Oh, is the in. pick is in. Thank you. This is the, I already said it, though. But you can still say it. Like, with the like, fifth gotta, that's overall the one th- I'm, pick, you, the no. Detroit Lions Thank you. select. Jeffrey Okuda. So you guys can cut half of the stuff of the I say, Ohio but that State. is one thing that is not going to change. Well, you told me to get through this quickly. <laughs> You're right, I did. <laughs> so, I, so I was. <laughs> Anyways, perfect scenario for the Lions seems to be Lions trade down, get the same guy they would get at number three overall, and then get these extra draft picks and collect so assets. So in this one, they got 26th overall again, so they got just 26, like the last one. And in this uh, scenario, they got Patrick Queen with their 26th overall pick out of LSU. He's a linebacker. And this guy's kind of trending. These are your notes, I think. But he's trending towards the, the standard uh, linebacker type in the NFL right now, which is slim, fast, and cover the field. Yeah. Which, so I, I do want to talk about this one. I, I don't like this one as much. I'd rather go with an offensive lineman. I think that's a little more important than a linebacker because although I don't really like Jared Davis a whole lot, I still think he has a potential. And I don't want to bring in another first-round or high round linebacker, personally. I mean, you got Giovanni Tavai. I, I know they're they're different, but you picked them for a reason. Don't don't pick another one, in my opinion. I'd much rather go with an offensive lineman than another linebacker, um, unless you're going with with someone like Isaiah Simmons, if that's fair. Isaiah Simmons is kind of the wild card in that. Yeah, absolutely. He's just he's just a utility knife. He can yeah. do anything. So I would take this one because I love trading, but I. I don't like it as much as the last one because of the second the, the second first round pick that the Lions take. So that's my opinion. But you guys would take it though, right? So I'm reading something here. Ohio State has produced five first round cornerbacks in the past five drafts. Crazy, right? Insane. Wow. That is crazy. Bra- and these are these are guys who panned out in the NFL too. We got Bradley Roby, Eli Apple, Marshawn Lattimore, who's like the best, basically. And then uh Gary and Conley and Denzel Ward. Yeah. And Akuda's better than all of them. He's the best. At least coming out of college. Best rated prospect, yes. Yeah. Wow. I know. Like that. <laughs> I read that same stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm back on the Okuda chain, train. <laughs> I'm just, I switch it so much, but you guys know that from last episode. All right. <laughs> I don't. So, yeah. <laughs> so the you last said. one we're going to do is so I, I kind of came up with my perfect scenario for, for the Lions first round. I didn't get too geeky and like make all of these picks and stuff like that. But basically. This so is what I'm going to call Sam's perfect mock draft. Still you, looks pretty I think geeky. you did. This is pretty geeky. Ba- Bangles. <laughs> this is geeky. So I, I, I went on spreadsheets. Like you, you guys have no idea what I what I did to get this. So all right, Bengals take Burrow, obvious. Redskins take Young. Which, look, if the Redskins take Young, this is the first. I, I think best bet, Lions get Young at three. That is, in my opinion, the that's dream. The best bet, or that's the dream. That's my dream. Okay. And what I would like to see, but this one is also six midnight style. So, all right, 
<laughs> Lions trade the third overall pick to the Dolphins for the fifth and the 26th overall pick. So we've seen it a couple times in other people's mock drafts. Yep. More expert than me. It's possible. It makes sense with the charts that they have. Dolphins take Tua. Giants, they stay in their spot and take Tristan Wirfs. So that's that's kind of the, the caveat is you need the Giants to stay put because if they're going to trade, then it throws everything off here. But Giants stay, put, stay put at four. Five? Four. Then the Lions trade the fifth overall pick to Carolina who want to get ahead of the Chargers for the seventh overall pick and the 38th overall pick. So that's their first second round pick. Whoa. Boom, boom, boom. You see what I'm doing here? This is right. Like, this is exactly what you need to do. Carolina takes Justin Herbert. Chargers, they still want to take a shot at Love. So let's say Love has a great pro day and just continues to go, and they need a quarterback. They take him. Lions still get Akuda or Simmons or Brown, whatever you land, land towards. They we'll stay yeah. with Akuda at this point. Yeah. Um, and they add the 26th and 38th overall picks. That'd be big. That's That'd not be bad. Big. Two trades. Bob Quinn would look like an absolute genius if he can pull this off, which I think is possible. I really do. Are you going to be upset now if he doesn't? I'm going to be upset either way. You, I mean, come on. But if they get Okuda, I mean, you No, I, I'm actually the type of guy that's going to be happy either way. Like, yeah. I'm going to be hesitant, and then I'm, by the time I listen to six hours of sports talk the next morning, I'll be, I'll be sold. <laughs> that's, that's the way it works. So, um, look, I, I think I'm getting greedy. I think that's obvious. <laughs> yeah. But if these quarterbacks can perform in their pro days, I love that's the true. fact that there are several teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, it's not just these guys. I mean, you have the Colts. You have the Raiders. Yeah. Um, the Tampa Bay could be on there. They, could, they all could be kicking the tires for a quarterback. Are any of these guys valuable enough for them to trade up for? Because that's all it takes is just – Another one. You know and what I their, mean? Their stock kind of rises the closer you get to, you know. And We need Justin Herbert to, to stay on we track. Need, yeah, sure. we need, which, I mean, if I'm seeing other mock drafts with, with Herbert, that's I love seeing that. I want love as well to, to skyrocket yeah, as well. Yeah, that's because, true. I mean, if you could get a couple more quarterbacks into that top, you know, five to seven picks, look out, dude. The Tigers. <laughs> Lions could clean up on this draft, and I would be – Happy, very happy, and you guys would see the happiest guy in the state of Michigan at the House Brewing Company and Cafe at our watch party. Man. I'll be drinking our, our very beer. own beer, our beer. Yeah. that they're going to brew f- with us that we're going to be part of. We're going to be watching the draft here. That's gonna live. Be, that's going to be awesome. That is going to be awesome. I'm almost thinking we should almost like re- even record our live reactions as all of this is happening because that's a good idea. We'll see it. some stressed out people. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly me. Wait, so I've got, <laughs> Sam, yeah. I've got some questions on here. Okay, what's up? Because you have the 26th overall, but we had a mock draft, the first one, where yes. we had the 17th. Yeah, so the reason why I went with 26, because it made more sense on the chart that I was looking at. Um, so uh, Sport Tech has a chart that you kind of has points. And honestly, the Lions at, if the Lions got 5th um, and 26 from the Dolphins, Lions would be getting the advantage on the chart. So that's why I didn't get too greedy and go up right. to, what was it, 18 or yeah, something Yeah, it's like 18. That. Yeah, I said 17, so it's 18. that's why I decided to go with that, so I didn't sound, sound too crazy. But, man, if they could do 18 and And I think that's that's the key is if, if the Chargers <laughs> trade up to four and then and then the the Dolphins get 
they have to do something at that they point. They get to, desperate. Yeah. They do. Oh, yeah. So yep. then they could sell that 18th overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. But then at, but then the key of that is the Giants traded out of number four. So yes. That that's that that'll be the interesting one. Yep. You want the, the Giants to stand pat. In my opinion. Depends what you're looking for. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so what's your favorite one? Which one are you looking for? Yeah, so let's talk about our favorite ones. We'll, let's throw mine out. I think mine's my favorite. Yeah. D- is that's there one that stands that. out to you guys? I still think the first one we went over where the Lions get the fifth overall pick and pick Jeffrey Okuda. And the 18th overall pick. And the 18th pick. overall pick and get so Andrew that was Thomas. Lance Cartelli from 24-7 Sports. I, I would agree with that one. I mean, I like mine better personally because you're getting – more, but I don't think you I can have it. too many offensive linemen and somebody like that who could turn into, I, I don't know, uh, somebody for the future. You know, like just a, a rock for your organization in the future. That's what that's what people dream over. That's what they pay these guys for. for sure. You pay money for guys like Andrew Thomas and your quarterback. Yeah, Kyle, is there one that stands out to you? I would have probably have agreed with him, but since I don't want to just do that, I'm going to say Kyle Meineke's. Yes. Because it gets us chased. That, <laughs> see, and honestly, I agree with both of you. Yeah. Those are the two that I, I think was would be the perfect scenario. I would be perfectly fine taking Chase Young at three. Yeah, me but too. But if he's not there, <laughs> yeah. we, right, find yeah. a way to trade down. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. So. Yep. Because this kind of shows Chase that Young, though. That's the one that you would, all in all, is that the one I you would take? I don't know, man. I'd be happy either way. This shows that with the, with the rest of the guys – after Chase Young and, and Joe Burrow, the best of the rest, the guys that the Lions are targeting, targeting, you can get them later on. You can. Yeah. So that's the goal if they're going somewhere yep. other than Chase Young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Sorry, I was gonna let it just go the rest of the song. Like I, I, I love that's one of my favorite vibing. songs. He that's, vibed. That's yeah, one of my favorite vibe. songs. Yeah. He, he like <laughs> bit his lip and he oh, didn't was yeah. like moving his head. Oh, now I'm embarrassed with the camera and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good song. It's a like great what, song. That's, that's Alicia Keys with him, right? It is. Yes. I like Alicia Keys. Me she too. Does, she does she can sing. She's man. a really good singer. Um, but it is time to do our beer grades. Um, but before we do that, I did want to remind everyone again that, we, you know, our, our bracket challenge, just stay tuned to our, like, how, how do I, what do you say when I'm supposed to be telling someone to pay attention to our social media? Is it stay tuned to our social media? Yeah. Pay attention to your pay social attention media. To your pay social attention. Media. So I just, <laughs> you guys are just making me look bad. Correct. Um, <laughs> so we're going to, so once the brackets are out, we're going to post a link. It's going to be through CBS sports. You just got to do a quick little sign up. But get in our bracket challenge. It's going to be a good time. There's a great grand prize with the Pico Brew. Look up what that is because every beer lover will want it and everyone else will want to resell it because it's worth a lot of money. (laughs) Right? Sure. Seriously. (laughs) Um, And other prizes too. Yes, there will be some other prizes as well. And honestly, if you don't know anything about college basketball, you have just as good of a chance of someone like me who knows nothing about college basketball. Right. So you guys will probably <laughs> win. Yeah. yeah you know exactly. nothing. Ryan and I will probably finish last. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan State Final Four. <laughs> Just pencil it in, right? Um, or you could, so you can submit it through the online link or you can print it off, bring it into the hops. And they said if you turn it in while you're here to eating and drinking, yeah. they'll give you a nice little discount yep. to be part of it. So, um, there's also, one or the other. there's also an app 
There's also an app. The CBS Sportsline app, which okay. is really sweet for checking how you're doing, things like that. So it's a well-run system. Do that. It's very easy. Don't be overwhelmed by it. It's easier than you think. You just click on the names, and it fills out for you. Um, also, mark your calendars for NFL round one draft night. It is April 23rd. April 23rd. April 23rd. Which is also the... It is a big day for the Detroit Lions, but it's, I would say it's a bigger day for us. I'm freaking pumped. The beer release... About this. On the same day is pretty awesome. Yeah. That's so going to be sweet. In case you didn't listen to the intro, which don't, I don't blame you if you didn't. <laughs> listen to me stumble over all my words. I get it. Um, if you didn't listen, we have a beer that we're collabing with the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe Eric the brewmaster we're working together we're going to brew it together basically he's going to brew it we're going to stand there and look nice is the way i look at it he's got right? a bunch of awards he's yeah rack- he's got some out. awards yeah. and we're going to have him on the podcast as well that's still in the works we're going to work that through um april 23rd get on your calendars be here to celebrate state of my sports beer release and the detroit lions not screwing up the draft can't mess up three so before we get into beer grades I do want to remind everybody to stop into the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for your game days, your date nights. I'm really struggling here. I'm just like I'm like looking at you guys for assurance. Do you here. want me to just yeah, take over here? Get right? the, yeah, the paper to Ryan. I would say come for Taco Tuesday, Taco also known Tuesday. as dinner. It's it's my dinner. All right. Yeah, on Tuesdays. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know where you left off. All right. Stein just, Night Wednesday. Just, just come to Stein the Hops, night, guys. Yes. Come into the Hops. Use the promo code TUA. TUA. $2 for, off. For TUA. You got, no, right. You got to say it right. TUA dollars off your first the, beer. I'm sorry. Dis- Use the promo code TUA for $2 off. The pick is in. He's so, <laughs> <laughs> he's so disappointed with Ryan. Come on, Ryan. Get it right. Ryan. Let's do this, Ryan. <laughs> also, we will be here for the opening round. We'll be here on Friday. Yeah. Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon for the first round of the NCAA tournament. Come oh, cool, watch it yeah. with us. We're going to be having a good time. They're going to have some specials throughout the tournament. They were talking about some like stadium type menu. Stadium food. Yeah, stadium food. Yes. Which I mean, you can't go wrong with stadium food. And, and cheap a, too. Yeah, much better prices than actual in the stadium. Yeah, no kidding. If you can get into stadiums anymore, who knows? <laughs> right, you probably who knows at this time? You we'll might not all be at the hops. Yeah. Nobody's allowed at the stadium. <laughs> exactly. Just if you have a ticket to the. Final four, just come into the hops because it's worthless because you're not yeah. going to be able to get in. And we all wash our hands. <laughs> We're very clean. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Very easy. So um, let's just get in a beer grades before this gets out of control. I got the thing. Any more than it is because there already is. <laughs> right. Seven Secrets. DDH, New England IPA. Uh, I didn't read much about it. IPA has aromas of peach, mango, stone fruit, brewed with oats, wheat, and milk sugar. Milk sugar. I don't taste any milk sugar. Give it to Ryan. I want him um, to read because I, I had that one. I'm struggling. It's very good. I do like um, 7.9. All right. I feel like I oh, that's good. <laughs> He's got to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it in your hands, man. But it won't come. It won't. It's not going to come. <laughs> I hate when oh, that yeah. happens. <laughs> I was drinking my wine last night. So one reason why I'm not happy that we're recording right now is because I really wanted to watch The Bachelor. It's the finale tonight. <laughs> Are you being serious? I'm, I'm addicted to that show this season. Usually I don't watch it, but so it's when you started season. sneezing, like it just reminded me, like I set my wine, I was watching it with my wife last night and I was sitting on the couch and she gave me a stern 
warning, do not spill the wine on the couch. I was like, okay, I won't. And I felt a sneeze coming on. So I set my my wine down because I didn't want to spill it. Right. I've been there. Yeah. So that's just... And then what? I, I sat there for probably a good five minutes waiting for my sneeze just without wine in my hand because <laughs> I was afraid to pick it up and sneeze and spill. So, yeah, too much information. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we, both of us, are drinking all the boys. <laughs> all the boys. All the boys. 6.4 alcohol content. We got... Uh, it's brewed with lactose and flaked oats. This grain bill contributes to a full body while allowing hop and fruit pairing to shine. And this is good. I don't. I don't care. I guess about all that. Milkshake. It's a milkshake. Yeah. I feel like yeah. We get so into like this and that. Like so. so I mean, so, I think but, we should have a description. Yeah. And that's what we try to get to. But we always read the wrong part of the description. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> once we have Eric on, he'll help us get to that point. That was we, my point. Yes. We're all kind of like we might read this, but we're like. What did I? What, what right. Is that? What? I think yeah. so. Like, there's more here that I was not going to bring up, but it's probably the most important part. So, so you brought up milkshake. No, you early, did. Well, no, early on you did. Oh You're yeah. Like before we even started recording, and you said, "Yeah, it was a turnoff to you." Like you yeah. were going to take it, and then I started with Shores beer. You saw milkshake, and you were a little nervous. What did you think? This is a really good beer. They've had another milkshake. Like their milkshake, I don't know what milkshake means when it comes to a beer, but I don't it's either. solid. I think of more of like the the heavy kind of dark beer that comes out of a, you know like a milkshake would. Yeah. But it's not the head at all. This is like a, a a New England IPA. Yeah. And I I don't know. It just makes it smooth. Is that what it does? It, it's very good. So don't give it a grade yet. On three, we're both gonna say our grade, so we don't try to trump each other. All right. Okay. Kyle, you count to three, and then we're going to okay. say our grade. Ready? On three. Wait. On, er, so when on he go? says three, then... How do you want to do it, Kyle? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That just made me so happy. All right. So you say... Yeah. As Wait. soon as the pick is in, then we do it together. Ready? Okay. All right. On one, two, three, go. One, two, one, three. One, two, three. Pick is in. We say it. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Eight, Eight point five. Oh. No, you That's beat me. Close. Eight five though. I wish we would have like, I gotta try have, that. Yeah. It's I was a good, gonna go I was gonna go eight three and I just said five. Yeah. I think I just wanted to beat you. Yeah, yeah. you were, <laughs> you thought I was going through. I wish yeah. we would have said the same score. That would have yeah, been me really too. cool. That, Let's plan that next time. Alright, yeah. The build up would have been worth can we, it. Can we rewind it or <laughs> just try again? I think it's up to you. <laughs> you wanna do pick us in again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since he loves it so much. He's gonna say eight one, I'm gonna say eight five. We're gonna be like, ah, not again. So, well, hey, that was that was fun. Thank you guys for recording. Mm-hmm. And you thank bet. you all for listening. This was episode 45. We're coming up to 52. We missed one week, so we're coming up really close to a year. I, I'm going to have to do the math and see if it happens to be that week for our beer release for, for the one oh, year. Oh, that'd be it's cool. Be, that would be insane if it just happens Seven to work out weeks. that way. It's got to be close. It's got to be really close. Really close. Well, yeah, nice. Thank you guys again. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace.